Hey guys, hope you guys are having a great day today. My name is Matthew Spazzi and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazzi program where we talk about financial freedom and economics. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining me for the first time today, uh, first and foremost, I want to say welcome and you know, thank you for coming here and uh, deciding to spend a few hours of your week with me. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. I know that a lot of you out there, you guys are incredibly busy. You guys got a lot on your plate and the very notion that you guys would come here and spend time with me is a very humbling thought. Uh, it, it, it really is, and it fills me up with joy and happiness when you guys are here and whatnot, and you know that anybody would care at all about what I have to think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I got some good opinions and whatnot, and I think I have some good thought ways of thinking about stuff and and whatnot, but in the end, it, it, it really does make me happy, and I'm very, very appreciative. I love that you guys are coming here each and every week, and it, it just... It's an amazing thing. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are new, I'd like to ask you to do a few things for me before we get into the show. First and foremost, I'd like to ask you to take a 10 episode challenge where you go back and you listen to the last 10 episodes. And you know, the main reason I ask you guys to do this is because I feel like there's a lot of value back there. And I feel like in order to get the most value out of the show, you should go back and listen to the last 10 episodes. I feel like there's a lot of value out of there. And I kind of feel like you would get the most value if you guys went back and, and did that. And, you know, the main reason, because we talk about a lot of stuff and so much content is back there and so many thought-provoking conversations and and analysis of news and, and things of that nature that even if it's a past event that has already occurred, I think it would still be beneficial to go back and just see how we viewed it, see what we talked about, how we should be viewing that, particularly through the, the lenses of liberty and things of that nature. So ladies and gentlemen, go take the 10 episode challenge. You're going to get a lot more value out of the show if you do that. And also, if you guys are loving what I'm doing here, then please go leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the number one ways that you guys can help. You know, not only, I mean, I typically ask you guys to go share the show and things of that nature. And while sharing the show is absolutely incredibly important as well. And if you haven't done that, I'd highly encourage you to, you know, sharing the show helps me get this uh, show out on the map and gets it more visible and also just helps to spread this message of the liberty lifestyle, liberty, Austrian economics, you know, free markets, and just ultimately helps me spread this message of financial freedom and personal empowerment to as many people as we can get to listen. And, and for that alone, I think is, is an amazing thing. The other thing that I would ask you guys to do is to uh, go leave me a rating and review on iTunes. And the reason I ask you guys to do that is because you know, ultimately it helps the show get on the map. You know, the show, in order to get on the rankings on iTunes, you need ratings and review. And by doing that, once you get on the rankings, people can look at your show and they can see, oh, hey, this is a highly rated show. And it make it helps make the show more visible. So if you guys are loving what I'm doing here, you really like it, you're coming back and you're, you're consuming the information and the content on a very consistent basis, then hey, please go to iTunes and give the show a rating and review. It would really, really help out the show. And again, it helps to spread this message of liberty, financial freedom, financial empowerment, free markets, Austrian economics, you know, all the stuff that we talk about here on the show all the time. It helps spread those messages. And, you know, and I think those are messages that need to be spread. I think they would highly benefit other people if they heard it. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I got all that stuff out of the way. Oh, also, and one more thing. The... Liberty Informant is now officially launched. If you guys want to get access to it, you got to subscribe to the Matthew Spazzitti Elite Group. It is an added bonus to the, the Elite Group. Basically, the main purpose of this is to help support the show, is to help me give have the ability to come in here each and every week and to provide you guys with content and a lot of value, and that's mainly the reason behind it. But... 
you know, I, I also am trying to add more value to simply just asking to support via donations or things of that nature. I want to add more value than that. I want to create a community of individuals who all want to become financially free and who all believe in the same ideas of free markets, Austrian economics, libertarianism, and all that kind of stuff. I want to create that community of individuals because, frankly, I think we're going to need it as time goes on. You know, as the cancel culture gets worse, as politics gets worse, and as economics gets worse, we need a community. There is no one who's going to be able to survive the onslaught living on their own island, independent of everyone. That's You're not going to be able to be fully independent. The idea is to be independent of the powers that would enslave you. That's the main idea of living the liberty lifestyle. But, you're, but you do need support. You need a community. It's impossible to build an island and live on that island and completely be you know cut off from everyone else. You, you need support. And that's the idea behind the Matthew Spazzetti Elite group is to build a group of people who enjoy this the podcast and who enjoy what I'm saying and these ideas and to build a group of individuals that can help each other in that sense and whatnot. So if you guys are interested in that, then please subscribe. But also, I wanted to add more value to it. And that's why I decided to do my paid podcast, The Liberty Informant. Now, there's only a few episodes in there right now, and there's, I promise, there's much, much more to come. Unfortunately, last week, I just got behind on a bunch of other stuff and wasn't able to finish a lot of stuff. The Liberty Informant, I do one free episode every single week, kind of more of as a, uh, to kind of let you guys know, to show you guys what the Liberty Informant's going to be, and to, to give you guys an example of what it is, right? And that, so I, I, I try to do one free episode a week, and the idea is to do a lot more for the paid one. As well, but the main reason I do this, so these articles are free. You can go read them whenever you want. They're from the Mises Institute, Fee.org, you know, Foundation for Economic Education, the American Institute for Economic Research, and Intellectual Takeout. They're from all of those locations, you know. So you can go read them. They're not paid for articles. But the main reason that I adding it as a bonus, you know, to the actual group is because I wanted to give you guys the ability to listen to it. You know, currently a lot of those articles are not converted into audio files. There's not a lot of people who are reading those articles, at least to my knowledge. I know there are some Mises Wire articles that are read, and maybe there are other people that are doing the same thing that I do. I'm just unaware of them. But to my knowledge, there's not a lot of people going out there turning this stuff into audio files. And I think that that's a really missed opportunity because there's a lot of you out there who are so busy with life that you frankly don't have the time to go and read and spend hours reading articles. I mean, I've, I just did that today. I spent a ton of time reading a lot of really good articles and, and whatnot. It was great. And I felt very, very educated and I felt like I was heavily informed on things and it was really, really amazing. But I know that there's a lot of people who don't have that time. I mean, I'm strapped for time. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm strapped for time enough as it is. You know, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I take care of my daughter. You know, my daughter's only a year old and I, I take care of her on a daily basis. You know, while my wife, my wife works a normal nine to five job. She just works from home because of all the, the lockdowns and the fear of the virus and stuff of that nature. So the coronavirus, but it, <laughs> it's hard to say that without actually like, you know, saying it in that funny, in that funny tone of voice. But anyways, that said though, you know, she works a normal job. I'm trying to build this podcast, trying to build my online business and my brand and all that kind of stuff. And, but that's, I'm doing all that part-time while my wife is working. I take care of my daughter throughout the day. So with that said, 
I know that my time is limited. And if my time is limited, look, I'm, I'm a stay at home dad. If my time is limited, I know that people, other people, if you're working a nine to five job and you got kids that you're coming home to and a wife or a husband, your time is even more limited than mine. So with that said, I figured since I do have some time, it would be a good idea to turn these this this content into audio files so that you guys can come in and listen to it whenever you want, and that way you can consume the content in a much faster and more convenient way. You can listen to it on your commute to work or your commute home. You can listen to it on your lunch break. Let's say you're eating lunch by yourself. You're not talking to anybody. It's a great way to spend your lunch time. You could also listen to it maybe even right before going to bed. You can binge listen to a couple episodes. They're not really that long. A lot of times they're, you know, at most maybe 20 minutes, but most of the time they're eight to 12 minutes long. They're not that long. So they're really, really, it's really great stuff. And so while it's free content, if you guys have the time to go read it, I highly encourage you to go do that. But if you don't have time, hey, consider supporting the show and gain access to a great group that's going to become an amazing community of individuals who all want to help each other and, you know, bounce ideas off each other. But you're also going to get access to all the audio files that I'm creating for the Liberty Informant. And and I think that's going to be amazing. So if you guys are interested in that, go check that out. I will post the link in the show notes page, but it'll be something like gain access to the Matthew Spacity Elite Group and the Liberty Informant, or it'll just be like support the show. Um, Right now, the link is the longer one. (laughs) And I'm not sure I like the longer one. I might just reduce the link to support the show or something like that and and whatnot. So either way, look for that in the show notes page. If you're interested, it's $10 a month. I think that's a very fair price. I don't think that that's, I think I personally feel like there's a lot of value there that's far above that price. You know, the way I look at it is it's $5 to be part of the group and then it's $5 for the added extra content and whatnot. So look, I mean, let's be honest. You spend a lot more money on that going and getting your Starbucks coffee every day or every week, or you, you and you spend all a lot more money on good, just going to the grocery store, or going out to dinner for that matter. I mean, going out to lunch, going out to dinner, you spend more money on a lot of other stuff that is largely is not going to highly educate you or keep you aware of what's going on in the world through the lens of libertarianism and Austrian economics and whatnot. So I think that $10 a month is a very, very fair price. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, today I wanted to talk with you guys about it's a difficult topic, right? So basically I wanted to talk with you guys about how we can't really change the system. And, you know, we always, we come in here and we talk all the time about about how the system is oppressive and how it's all trending against us and not in our favor and whatnot. And, and you know what, a lot of people can look at that and they get depressed about it. And I understand that from time to time I do too. But really, I think that's missing the point. You know, most of the time, by realizing that I can't really change the circumstances or change the system, it actually becomes a very freeing experience for me because it means that I don't need, I no longer need to worry about it. I no longer need to obsess over it because there are lots of people when they think they can change the system. They get distracted and they focus too much on the system, but they also get depressed. They do nothing but get consumed by the system and constantly focusing on it, getting angry and turning social media sites into horrible toxic wastelands and whatnot, spewing toxic garbage and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of that comes from an over-focusing on a system that they think they can change when in reality they cannot. And if they saw it the way that I did, where it's not possible to change it, that can be, if allowed to, and if viewed in the appropriate way, that can be a very freeing experience. And I wanted to talk about that. You know, guys, politics is downstream from culture. 
And if you want to change a country and its politics, you have to change the country's culture. Okay? But without a massive microphone, I'm not sure it's possible to actually change the culture enough to really affect real change in politics. I mean, politics is, again, downstream from culture. Okay? The culture defines what happens in government, what happens in politics. You see, this is why a lot of leftist progressives focus so heavily on higher education and education and entertainment because this affects culture. They focus on, they know that if they can get you at the education level, they, they, can, they can expose you to these ideas, at least get you to be open to those ideas or similar ones. And then they also know that if they can influence media and entertainment, they could go even farther than that. And they can influence on that level as well, constantly just battering and drilling into your brain the ideas that they want you to have. And in this overall, whether you realize it or not, this makes you more susceptible to believing in these ideas. And it ultimately has the effect of changing culture. And it permeates every aspect of society because it starts at the very foundations of society. Education. And then that goes to entertainment. And into in the arts and into a whole host of other things. It, it it starts at the very foundations of our society, which is why even now you I mean there's politicking even in sports. I mean football, basketball, it's everywhere now. It's maddening. There's a lot of people who just want to be entertained by sports that don't want politics in there, and I I I, I don't think they're wrong with feeling that way. But without a big microphone. And without access to millions and millions and millions of people listening, it would be very difficult to to really turn the tide around. I'm not sure it's possible, right? Well, we got lots of people with lots of tiny microphones, and we got some people with big microphones. But is it really enough to change the culture? In reality, I, I don't think so. I don't think we can save everyone. I don't think we're going to be able to change the system. Our goal should really more be be trying to save whoever we can. And bring as many people to the, this idea of liberty and freedom as we possibly can. But I don't think it's possible to really change the system and to change enough people to force the system to change. You know, and the reason I say that is because why I feel like it's it, you can't really change it is because of the ruling class. Look, I mean, we talked about this before in past episodes that that ultimately the ruling class in America, we on paper we have a democratically elected republic, but in reality and in practice, what we have is a theocratically controlled oligarchy. And ultimately, what that means is that we have an atheistic secular religion that preaches climate change and inclusivity and science as the religion. You have the, the, the religious leaders, which are the professors, the experts. Those are the religious leaders. And then the oligarchy are big corporations, their executives, who get in bed with politicians who effectively rig the system in their favor at the expense of everybody else. And when you really consider that, you have to come to the realization, or at least I have came to the realization, that, you know, they're never going to willingly allow us to change the system that they set up. They derive a massive amount of power and control from it. And that's not something you just allow people to change. This is why I say all the time that voting doesn't matter and is largely ineffective because democracy is an illusion. It's fake. And the ruling elite don't get voted in, neither can they be voted out. You may not like that, but this is the way the world is. There are the rulers, and then there are the ruled. 
it really you you should really think of it as it, it's a law of humanity, right? It kind of very similar to the laws of economics in in in, in the sense that these laws are absolute, that they cannot be changed no matter what. This is just the reality of the world. Okay, gravity is an absolute law of science. It's very evident. Anybody can see it. And frankly, no matter what you want to believe, you cannot change the fact that the gravity exists. And every time you jump, gravity is going to pull you down. So that is an absolute, a law that cannot be changed whether you want to admit it or not. Well, the law of humanity is there are the rulers and then there are the ruled. This is a law of humanity. There will always be people who are ruled by the rulers. Okay? Put in another way, there are going to be those in the society who have authority, and then there are going to be those in society who have to obey that authority that they have. Yeah, basically saying the same thing, but you know, just put it another way. That's a law of humanity. You can't get around it. You know, I've actually heard that the iron law of oligarchy very recently, I haven't really done a whole lot of research on it yet, but it actually sounds very similar to what I've been saying. I was unaware that it existed, but basically the idea from uh, um, the very basic idea from it that I can gather is that democracies and republics or any hybrid system thereof always result in some form of oligarchy. Makes sense, doesn't it? You look at history, look at every form of democracy slash republic, whatever. I mean, republics are just another form of democracy. But look, look at all of them. Okay? Look at every single one of them. They always result at some point in their history in some form of oligarchy. It's kind of crazy when you think about it that way, isn't it? I mean, really. They all result in a form of oligarchy. So anyways, with that being stated, the oligarchy are the rulers and those who are not part of the oligarchy are the ruled. And in this case, the oligarchy are the elites of our world, the captains of industry and then the politicians. They are the oligarchy that exist today and we are ruled by them. Now, you can be depressed about this, feeling like there's nothing you can do. And to be fair, that's not necessarily true. There are some things that we can do, okay? And we, we could try and change the culture by producing content like this podcast, maybe articles, maybe videos for YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, uh, you know, uh, Odyssey or LBRY.TV. There's all different kinds of, uh, or so, so social media in general, right? We can produce content. That could be art, uh, cartoons. It could be anything, right? And we try to change the culture in that way. But we need to understand that no matter what, our content doesn't have the reach that the ruling elite have. And the ruling elite are only going to allow massive reach through mainstream media, and, through main, and that includes big tech social media companies. They're only going to allow people of their ideology that entrenches the ruling elite's power. They're only going to allow that kind of content to be accessed by millions upon millions of people. Now, there are people out there who are very liberty-minded who have access to millions of people and are reaching millions of people. But frankly, the ruling elite are reaching more because they control the media. They control entertainment. They control the news sources. They control TV shows. TV shows that have nothing to do about politics end up having politics ingrained in them. 
How many times have you been on TV? Maybe you're watching HGTV and you're watching something about flipping houses or renovating homes and you see something and you see some progressive ideas be slightly talked about, just ever so slightly. It's present everywhere, even in stuff that has nothing to do with completely unrelated topics. It's everywhere. And frankly, that's the, that's the creed. That's like the, the part of the religion is they can't just let it be and they can't just only limit it to those who, who want to hear it. No, no, no. It has to permeate entire society. They are zealots for this. But they have a much bigger microphone than we do and we are very much in the minority as a result. So even though there are things that we can do, it probably won't result in changing the country. Okay, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. It doesn't mean we shouldn't continue to fight. It just means that know that we're not going to be able to save everyone. Now, like I said before, there are two ways you can you can look at this. You can get horribly depressed and say, "What's the point?" Throw your hands up and it's like, "Ah, whatever." You know, whatever. I'm not not interested. You know, I might I'll just go play my video game. Just going to go get be pissed and kick my cat. <laughs> Please don't do that. But you get what I'm saying, right? You, we we can be depressed. And it can be a very horrible experience where we feel like, what's the point? What's the point in even, you know, trying? And if we give in, I, I feel like that throw, that will throw us into depression and ultimately will destroy our lives. But that's one way you can think of it. Or you can look at it the way that I do. You see, when I realized that my vote didn't really matter and that no matter what I did, the country was very unlikely to change – it was a very freeing experience to me. Now, granted, I'm not saying I never got depressed, okay? And, and periodically, when I see bad things happen and, and when I see evil advanced and people taking more and more of our freedoms and liberties, I have to admit, yeah, it's, it can be depressing, okay? But I have to keep reminding myself this. And I, I, it, it is truly a freeing experience. I just don't, I mean, I'm not perfect, all right? I never claim to be perfect. I'm not a saint. I'm not perfect, okay? But... When I realized this, for the most part, it made me realize that because I can't change it, I shouldn't bother to focus on it. Instead, I should focus on myself and becoming truly free by working towards taking control over the source of my income. It also made me realize that I should focus on building a community of individuals who want to live this liberty lifestyle and put their principles of liberty into action. And I think that those are incredibly freeing thoughts to have. And I realized this, you know, my wife and I, we were talking the other day about how we didn't vote in this last election cycle. And I, I received a lot of criticism for not doing it. And, and, you know, and from a lot of people who genuinely love me and they genuinely care. And they thought I was dead wrong to this day. They still think I was dead wrong. And they're like, you know, this is the one time, this is the one thing, we just, we gotta vote, man, you gotta vote. I've even had people tell me that if you don't vote, you don't have an opinion. You can't talk about this if you don't vote. I mean, freaking A. I'm a member of this country, therefore I have an opinion. And frankly, what I'm doing in the content that I'm creating is, is doing a lot more for this country than your simple little vote that means nothing. Granted, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't tell them that. When it comes to people in my personal life, I'm very open and honest about how I feel on the show. I'm not that way with a lot of people in my personal life. And I, I, I'm not saying that I go and lie to them, but I don't truly tell them how I really feel. I agree with them on areas that I can agree with, and I disagree with them on areas that I do. But I don't continue to drive the message, and I don't continue to try to 
provoke them or anything of the sort. I mean, nobody wants to be around someone that's like that. All right. And, you know, when the topic comes up and questions get asked to me, of course, I, I share my opinion and I share how I truly feel about stuff. But I'm not lying, but I'm also not going to capitulate and I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, you know, you're right when I don't believe that they are. Now, I'm not saying that I never did that in the past. Okay, in the past, yes, again, not perfect. Sometimes I did that. Sometimes I just said that I agreed even though I didn't. And, you know, it's hard not to do that, right? It's hard not to because we don't want to be alienated or ostracized or looked upon as if we're weird. But that was, you know, but that was then. That was in the past. This is now. And and now, no, I, I, I just try to avoid, if I know I'm talking to somebody whose mind is I can't change and they're not even on the fence about it, then I don't really even bother with it. You know, it's just not, it's just usually I try to avoid those conversations because I can't change their mind. If someone's mind is unwilling to change, then there's, there's nothing that you and I can do to change their mind. Unless they're on the fence. If they're already predisposed to the message, if they're already predisposed to the ideas of liberty and freedom, then okay, yes, we can. But if they're not predisposed to those ideas and they're not on the fence about it, then I hate to say it, but it's largely a waste of time. If you engage in conversation with them, if you, if you think that there are people who are on the fence that are around you, you, you and the other individual that are talking, then maybe it makes sense to have the conversation, not for the sake of the individual you're talking to, but for anyone who might be listening who is actually genuinely curious about those ideas and who really doesn't have their mind made up. I can see a, a, an argument for there, but when we, when it comes to a lot of this politicking stuff, a lot we can't really change the minds of people who, who don't want to be changed. So for me, you know, again, going back to what I was originally saying, while I do believe we should produce content, we should try, we should know that we're not going to save everyone. We can't. But it doesn't mean we should give up because there are those out there that we can save, that we can bring to this idea of liberty, freedom, laissez-faire, free markets, Austrian economics. There are people that we can save. So we need to continue to try because we have no idea how many of those people that are on the fence are really out there looking for another alternative. Maybe they've been in the left progressive wing for quite some time and they're just sick and tired of it. I mean, you hear stories about that all the time right? I mean, there are people all the time who come from socialism or were hardcore Marxists that come over to becoming liberty-minded, libertarians. They start to realize that, yeah, this isn't working, and they start to seek something new. It happens all the time. So what I'm trying to get is that we should continue to try to create content. We should continue to try to, to, to change the culture, but we don't need to be doing it and we shouldn't be doing it from the perspective that we're going to win and we're going to change every mind and we're going to change the country. Because ladies and gentlemen, I just, I don't think that's possible. But again, like I was saying before, that shouldn't depress you. Please don't allow it to depress you. Okay. We're still fighting and we can still win battles. We just can't win the whole war. But in the end, knowing that your vote is not going to affect anything, knowing that we can't really change the system, 
allows us to free our minds from the cathedral and the theater of politics and the depressing, toxic environment that it is. And it allows us to focus on ourselves, our relationships, our faith, our religion, whatever. Fill in the blank. It allows you to focus on you. It frees your mind up to focus on the things that truly do affect your life. And I, I again, I was talking to my wife about it, and we just felt like, man, it was the first time we had ever not voted in an election. And frankly, while I kept up with the, the what was going on a little bit, you know, as I've talked here on the show, and I struggled for my first my first year of not voting, I actually did struggle with bouncing between do I care? Do I not care? Do I care? Do I not care? And every time I felt this impending doom, like, oh no, Biden's going to win. Oh my, I mean, not that I knew that Trump was any better. I mean, Trump, not that I thought that Trump was some free market, let's say as fair libertarian or anything. I, I, I know he's not, but I figure he's not as bad as Biden, right? That whole message of, well, we got to vote for this guy because he's not as bad. And I was, I was starting to think that, oh man, you know, it's just, you know, woe is me. Biden got elected. You know, he's going to eventually step down. Kamala Harris is going to take over. She's horribly progressive and all this. The thoughts ran through my head. And there were nights where I was, you know, sad and a little depressed about it. Kind of, I felt hopeless. But in those moments, I had to constantly remind myself that A, because I'm a Christian, I believe that God has control over it all. And regardless of what happens, his plan and his power, he's in control of it. Nothing happens without his say-so. Nothing happens without him allowing it to. Now, the question for many people is, why would he allow this? Why would he allow mass suffering or, you know, in, in the event that mass suffering happens, you know, or, or if you want to look back in history, why would God allow mass suffering? It's impossible to know. We only can speculate, right? We can speculate that maybe it was because he was trying to cause us to, you know, his followers, his believers to be more devoted in their faith. Maybe it was other reasons. I don't know. I don't know 100%. Nobody does. But if you're not thinking about it on a religious standpoint, I also had to remind myself that regardless of who got elected, nothing's going to change. Because the individuals that are in power don't get elected. The ones who hold and wield real power, and I'm not trying to say the elected officials have no power whatsoever, but their power is very minor compared to the ones who don't get elected and are more appointed and serve for life. Or at least they have a very low turnover. They usually hop from big corporations and their their executive boards back and forth between those and then government or, you know, arbitrary departments of the executive branch and committees and things of that nature, right? But that, that that's how it works. Those are the people who amass real power and influence through the system. And they're not elected. And, and in reality, it made me realize that regardless of who gets elected, nothing's going to change. We talked about this in a previous episode. I can't remember if it was the last one or the one before that, but we talked about this in a previous episode that, you know, a lot of people are talking about how Biden's here and, oh, everything's going to go great and, oh, everything's going to be amazing and, oh, yeah, you know, the virus is going to go away. It's not that big of a deal anymore. And, you know, you started hearing the narrative shift and how everyone thinks that now that Biden's here, we can all rest at ease. The, the, the torture of the horrible orange man is over. The virus, we can finally recover. We got the right government office. They're going to give money to people that need it. They're going to fix the world. Blah, 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 right? 
but nothing's really changed. Even the elected officials, not many of them have left. Nothing's really changed. You can choose to be depressed about that, or you can choose to realize that there's nothing you can do about it. So don't worry about it. Don't obsess over it. Don't cause yourself to worry about something you have no control over. Remember, what have we always said on the show? That your life is a direct representation of your decisions, your choices that you have made. And if your life isn't turning out the way that you want, it's because you're making bad choices. You need to make different choices, better choices. But we also have said that while there are events in our, in our life that occur to us that we can't really control, like we didn't cause those events to happen to us, we can choose the direction that our life goes in by making good choices on how to react to the uncontrollable circumstances. There are always going to be uncontrollable circumstances that happen in our life. Oh, absolutely. No one's denying that. I'm not denying that. I've never denied that. All that I've said is that the choice, how you react to those circumstances influences the direction your life heads in. It continues to point you in the right direction. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. So we, you can't control what happens in, in, in government, in politics. Vote if you want to, but it won't do anything. If it makes you feel better, then fine, but it won't really do anything. Recognize it and embrace it. Embrace it that you have no power in this area. But if you make a different choice, instead of focusing on politics, instead of focusing on who gets elected and all that kind of stuff, you can focus on your life. Focus on your relationships between your friends, your family members. If you're a Christian, focus on your faith and your relationship with God. If you're focusing, if you're trying to become an entrepreneur and take control of the source of your income, like I'm trying to do, and I highly encourage you to do that if you're not, then focus on that journey. Focus on things that you can control and that actually affect your life. And it's not to say that government isn't going to do something that isn't going to affect your life. Now, granted, I, I do believe that it will lar- our lives will largely be unaffected. Maybe certain things here and there will be affected, but for the most part, I think our lives will be largely unaffected. I mean, they said the same thing about Obama. Obama was like the antichrist to some people and that he was, I literally even heard people argue that he was and that he was going to usher in this new, the, the, the end times and things of that nature. And it's going to be the horrible thing. But in reality, did any of you really realize a huge, massive material change in your life during Obama's administration, first and second term? I didn't. I know that there are a lot of people, I know that there were there things that did affect their life. I know that insurance premiums went up because of the Affordable Care Act, which was anything but affordable. But I understand that there were things that did change and that and they did affect some people's life. But did it really change your life that much? Maybe there are some that did. I don't know. If there are, I'd say that they're the exception to the rule. But I think the vast majority of people's life was unchanged. You know, how much, when you think about how much the left clamors and complains and whines and cries about Trump, how much of their life was really materially changed by his administration? Again, I don't think a lot of people's lives were changed that much. And again, there may be exceptions to the rule. 
Now, if you were to talk to a progressive, they, they, they'd come at me and they'd say, Matthew, you're so stupid. You're so arrogant. So many people change. All those immigrants got kicked out of the country and all this kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff was overhyped. Okay. I'm not saying there weren't people that got kicked out of the country. Okay. I'm not saying that that didn't happen. And yes, for those people, it did probably did change their life. But for the vast majority of people in this country, their lives were not really changed much at all. Now, while this could be the one time that that is not true, this might be the one situation, that one moment in history where, oh no, it really was serious. And oh no, the president really did descend us into socialism, communism, or whatever. But I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I might be wrong. I, I always hold that I could always be wrong, okay? I'm not perfect. I don't have a crystal ball. I feel like I got a pretty good pulse on, on what's going on. I feel like I got a pretty good head on my shoulders. And I feel like I predict things fairly well for the most part. But, you know, I get stuff wrong. I'm human. So sue me. Everybody does. You know? And I feel personally like this is just one of those things where I just don't feel like it's going to materially change anyone's life. That said, though, even if it did, there's nothing you can do to change that system. The only thing we can do is to focus on things that we can have true a, a true effect on. And that would be, again, taking control of the source of your income, creating mobile income. Focusing on our families, our friends, our relationships. If you are a Christian, focus on your faith. Things of that nature. So to me, you got two choices. You can either sit around being horribly depressed that Biden got elected and you can obsess over all the stuff that he's going to do. Or you can choose that you can't change anything that happens. So you're only going to focus on the things that you can change. And don't constantly con allow your life to get consumed by the toxic environment that is politics. Now, here, here's what I'm not saying, okay? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be aware of what's going on and how it's going to affect your life. I'm not trying to say that. If you can do so without it, like, throwing you into a depression, I don't think there's anything wrong with staying informed, I, I do that, you know, I, I'm not hugely following a lot of stuff that happens in politics, but when it comes to economics, when it comes to like the stimulus checks, when it comes to, you know, minimum wage laws, stuff like that, when it comes to that type of stuff, yes, I do. I do keep myself well informed, but I really strive hard and some days I, I win and some days I don't, but I strive really hard to not allow it to get me down and to make me feel like woe is me there is no hope ladies and gentlemen there is always hope okay it's maybe hard to see in the craziness of of our world today but i truly believe the world will go back to a sense of normalcy i don't know if it'll be exactly like it was in the past i, I hope it will but I, I have a feeling not just like under the bush administration when you know terrorist attacks occurred and it, it, the, the government used it that crisis to expand the surveillance state did the surveillance state go away no unfortunately not but life did go back to a sense of normalcy and i personally feel like that will happen again 
There will be some things that will change. Government will take a leap forward and it will maintain that power and we will lose that ground. But things, I believe, will go back to a sense of normalcy. We will see peace return again. I truly do believe that. Now, again, I could be wrong. Don't take what I'm saying as gospel, okay? But I, I believe that it will go back to, and we will return to a sense of normalcy again. But ladies and gentlemen, there was always hope. It all just kind of depends on whether or not you want to see it. Are you going to dig your head in the sand? Woe is me. Going to go get drunk? Play some video games? Sleep in? Eat really unhealthy food? Make my situation worse? Or am I going to continue to push forward and focus on the things that I can control by keeping myself healthy, by controlling my finances, and by and by working on taking control over the source of my income, and by focusing on my family, my relationships, my faith, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blank. It's your choice. But ladies and gentlemen, all boils down to what you choose. Our lives go in the directions that we point ourselves in, and it's based purely off of our decisions in life. If you don't like the way it's turning out, make a different choice. Start to change it. Start to take action. Don't just react to life. Start to take action and start changing it. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I, I definitely did. I thought that was a good message. It was just, again, it was just something that I kind of thought about when I was talking to my wife and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do an episode on that. You know, I, I was very, you know, I just, it was such a freeing experience to not focus on voting this time around and say, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, neither Trump nor Biden were really that different. And, and frankly, the, the, the real power has nothing, you know, doesn't get elected and whatnot. And, and the politicians really weren't that different to begin with, although many people will have you believe that they were. They were both in favor of more money and more power flowing into government. They were definitely in favor of entrenching the oligarchy and things of that nature. They were not in favor, uh, maybe Trump was no globalist, okay? But in the end, things weren't going to change one way or the other. So, you know, when, when we decided not to vote, it really, I, I, I don't know. I, it really helped a lot. You know, my wife and I, we, we went through the whole thing. We're like, man, that was great. Not worrying about it, not getting tied up in it as much as we could. I mean, aside from the, the individuals that criticized me for, uh, for not voting, but you know, aside from that stuff, it just was such a freeing experience that it was, it was so nice to not have to worry about it, to not feel like the world hinges on this one event. It was great. It really was. I didn't worry so much about it. I worried about other things. I worried about other things, and I was really trying not to worry, but, you know, I'm, you know sometimes life just gets to you, you know? Give yourself some grace. You know, tell yourself you don't need to worry. Again, if you're a Christian, pray. That always helps. Seek wise counsel. And you should be doing that whether you're a Christian or not. But the fact remains is that I felt it to be a very freeing experience and whatnot. And I feel like that that was really empowering to me. So I just wanted to kind of express that to you guys and, uh, you know, let you guys roll that around in your brain housing group and see what you thought about it. But yeah, I, I feel like it's incredibly empowering when you don't get all obsessed and focused on what's happening and so on and so forth. But anyways, that being said... 
like I said before, <laughs> we're at the end of the episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked it, please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you are. Make sure to leave us a rating review on iTunes. If you're loving this content, you're getting a lot of value out of it, then go leave a rating on the, on iTunes. It helps us to, to get out there. It helps the show to be more visible and helps us get on the rankings, which is, is always helpful. And if you're loving this content, you really, really like it, then please share the show. Share it with at least three people. Share it with two people you know are going to love it and one person you're not really sure, but share with them anyways because you think they need to hear it. And, you know, if you're on social media, just hit that share button. It takes you, like, what, a second to do it? Just hit the share button and go from there. So that said, ladies and gentlemen, if also, one more thing before we leave, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you guys want to get involved, you want to support the show, and you want to get involved in the Matthews Pazitti Elite Group, and you want to get access to Liberty Informant, then go check out my support page and get signed up and start getting access to the private MeWe group, the, the Matthew Spazitti Elite Group, and the Liberty Informant. It's great stuff. It's it's a lot of really great value and content. I think you guys are going to heavily enjoy it. And hey, if you want access to me, yours truly, and you want to actually talk to me, you want to actually message me, then, you know, being part of that that group is one of the best ways to do it. And you also, the, the Liberty Informant, it's not just giving you guys the ability to have access to content in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, you know, in, in an audio format and gives you guys the ability to consume it in a new way. But it also gives you guys the ability to see what I'm reading each and every week, how I'm keeping myself educated, how I'm keeping myself informed. And it gives you the ability to see a lot of the research that I'm doing throughout the week and whatnot. Now, there are some research that you guys just aren't going to see because I don't have the permission to actually post that content. But with that said, this content you guys will have access to and you'll, you'll be able to see that. So, if you're interested in that, you want to support the show, go get signed up and get access to all those goodies. And once again, I'll put the, the link in the show notes page below. It, it'll say something to the effect of get access to the Matthew Spazitti Elite Group and also the Liberty Informant, or, or it'll just say support the show. So click on that link. It'll take you to the support page. All right, guys. Well, hey, if you'll do all that for me, I'll see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks, plan accordingly, and have a great day.